0: It's like I have a retreat in Bali, and it's only going to cost you like ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, bitch, who you think you are? Who are you talking to?
1: Hello, and welcome to Revel, a collection of realms comedies, dramedies, and rom-com oddities. My name is Rhoda. I'm a producer at Realm, and I'm Pia Wilson, and I wrote. If I go missing, witches did it. Stay tuned after the episode for more discussion between me and Pia. Stay tuned. (laughs) Here is episode seven of If I go missing, the witches did it. We'll be back just after this.
2: Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm. And to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away.
0: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
3: Log, July 25th. Great Uncle Felix was clearly into the spectacle of making a ghostly appearance. Very serious looking. A full-on pose with one hand pointing at me. I wasn't intimidated by someone who looks so much like Victor, though. Plus, I had seen so much shit in Bedford. What's another ghost? Felix's demeanor lightened up super quick when I got to the porch.
4: In a bit of a pickle with
3: the witches, eh? Of course. The white male ghost speaks up right away. Colonial Jenna hasn't said word one. Seemingly reading my mind, Felix said, Not everything is about race. Which is exactly what the white man would say. Even a dead one.
4: <laughs> Touche.
3: He then explained what he understands as the rules of ghosthood.
4: One may make a friendly visit at any time to shoot the breeze. One may not actively frighten people, but apparently that rule is broken all of the time because there is wiggle room in the interpretation. An apparition may not directly give an incarnated person information that will alter important events in their lives. Some apparitions try to get around that by pointing the incarnated person in a certain direction.
3: I asked him if that wasn't what he was doing. He said no. but He just wanted me to tell Victor that there's some mad money in a tin hidden in a compartment in the bottom of the grandfather clock.
4: Time is money, you know. A little walking around pocket
3: change. I promised Felix I would tell Victor about the money. He winked at me and said, Finders keepers, dear. And like that, he disappeared. I guess he was flouting the rules about not giving me information that would change the direction of my life by pretending the money was for Victor and not wink, wink for me. He didn't seem worried about the consequences. Hmm, bold. Either way, why hasn't Colonial Jenna done the same? Well, if she's like me, she's got a dumbass reason for keeping her mouth shut. When I went inside the house, I didn't see Victor at all. I went around the back, worried something bad had happened in my absence. Nope. He was just swimming in the lake at night with his sunglasses on. He thought that was funny. Ugh, I guess goofiness is a family trait.
4: Babe, come on in. The water's fine.
3: Goofy, but damn cute sometimes. I told him I would change into my bikini and come back out. Pretending not to hear him say clothing was optional, I went inside and went to find the grandfather clock. I decided that if I didn't find anything, I would make an appointment with a neurologist in the city and get tested for a brain tumor that was maybe causing hallucinations. I knocked the wood on the outside and inside of the clock to see if I could hear where there might be a secret compartment. I quickly realized I can't tell the difference in the way wood sounds from one part to another. That's just something I've seen on TV. I opened the front door on the clock and knelt down to access the inside bottom. I pushed and pulled the small rectangle of wood, but it didn't move. I was about to give up when I saw this little black felt loop on the right side of the rectangle. I pinched it and pulled it back. There were two sardine tins and one cigar tin, all filled with $100 bills. I didn't have time to count it, but it looked like there was at least $3,000 total. I put everything back in place. I started crying, pure relief. Felix wasn't a hallucination. Colonial Jenna, the witch bitches, it's all real. (sighs) Thank God.
5: Realm Presents, If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. Episode 7.
3: Log, August 2nd. The moon has moved into my sign today. I was aware that I might be more sensitive because of it, and I was determined to not let my heart rule my head. I did a little writing, which is something. It has been hard going this week. Some days it's taken me three or four hours to bang out a few hundred words. I've been concentrating on my magic. I did a few experiments. Most of them didn't work, but I did manage to get flowers the other day. The spell was to get a dozen red roses by sunset. Victor came in with a handful of wildflowers mid-afternoon. I counted that as a win. A spell to get more money resulted in a $4.23 check for overpayment of a credit card I closed a few months ago. Well, the company closed the card after I had paid the balance off. They wanted to get out while they were ahead. As far as the coven's coffin curse on me and my book, I figured out that I would have to say... The coven's curse is now inert. Three times in a row, first thing in the morning, every day to stop it from doing any damage. I forgot to do it Tuesday and my laptop went black and stopped working. I tried everything to fix it. And right before I went to take it to the repair shop in town, I remembered to say the spell. I don't know how long I can keep this up. There are four of them and they have more experience than me. Since Divine said Carmen's business was going nowhere two years ago, I figured the coven has grown their magical practices within that time frame. I don't have that kind of time. So the next best plan of attack in my mind was to somehow break them up. I was passing by the diner earlier today and saw BB through the window. She likes to look relatable by eating there, but every person she eats with is a person she's making a deal with. She was alone and looking at her Apple watch when I slipped into her booth. She rolled her eyes as soon as I did. I have a meeting in five minutes. I don't have time for this. (laughs) You never have time for me, Miss Beckett.
6: Ugh, BB.
3: Her watch pinged. Her lunch partner was running 10 minutes late. I was never so happy to be able to read upside down as I was then. She saw me reading and told me I had five minutes. You have to get your friends off my back, BB.
6: Why don't you just make things easier for everybody
3: and go back to the city and write about something else? She always had a dismissive tone when she talked to me, but like I said before, I had extra sensitivity today with the moon in Virgo. What am I supposed to write about, B.B.? Hmm? What am I supposed to write that would make you finally give me a break? I don't believe you've read a word I've written. I read both
6: manuscripts. I respect your agent. She usually has a good eye for talent. I'm not saying you don't have talent in you somewhere, but you didn't demonstrate any in either of your manuscripts. Totally heady. No passion. Very strange now that I've met you.
3: I'm going to prove you wrong. I said, my eyes blurring with tears. She warned me not to do it. You could make it one day, Jenna, if you just got out of your own way. Bebe was talking a good game, but I knew it was all lies. How am I going to make it one day if you curse my book and my recordings? She looked around. No one seemed to be listening.
6: Curses can be removed. Stay the hell out of our business. That's my free advice for today.
3: When the man she was having lunch with showed up, I felt a swift current of air push me sideways out of the booth. I glared at her, and she nodded once in a dismissal. BB was a bust, mostly because I couldn't keep my cool. Maybe, hmm, Mommy Megan would be easier to flip to my team. I'll see. I can try a spell on her. Maybe I can get Victor to help me. He was right when he said we're stronger together.
7: I never should have suggested that Jenna was doing some kind of Blair Witch thing. Victor wanted to start listening to her recordings again from the beginning. Correction, instead of listening to the remaining recordings and then starting over, Victor wants to stop where we are and go back. He wants to see if this is a performative work. He's looking for clues. Wasn't he looking for them before? But I'm being a trooper. I like putting my mind together with Victor's. He's really easy to be around even though he's under so much stress right now. I can't help but notice that my Victor is quite different from Jenna's Victor. Which one is the most real? Hmm. Eye of the beholder and all that, I imagine. I'm ashamed to say this, but I feel as though Victor and I are making an emotional connection in a way that might be crossing the line. I know I've been crushing on him the whole time, except during my brief fascination with Brooke. I still can't remember what happened after I pulled her red garter down with my teeth. Was that a dream? Uh, i digress i know i fantasized about victor and i falling in love during the search for jenna and then finding her and then him trying to be with her for propriety's sake and then realizing he loved me too much to be apart, and then breaking up with jenna and then asking me to marry him but the fantasy becoming a real possibility it seems a little icky Dr. Gingham said during my therapy session that hearing about Victor and Jenna's relationship from Jenna's point of view while she's absent made it easy for me to put myself in her place. I wrote Dr. Gingham a very strongly worded email after our session that I would never in my life try to take a black woman's place in any arena. (laughs) If anything, I'd use affirmative action with Jenna and find her an even wealthier partner. And if he can understand where she's coming from ethnically, even better. Me replacing Jenna as if. As if I could come close to that black girl magic. Are you kidding? Ugh. Elise. Yes, my love, I say. But it's totally okay because I put on an Irish accent when I did it.
4: (laughs) (sighs) There was a new recording added to the cloud just now, but then I blinked and it was gone. Oh my
7: god! My voice is thin and reedy. I, I, I'd hope Victor didn't notice, but I mean, I don't think he cares.
4: It has to be Jenna, right?
7: He sounds so hopeful. His face breaks into a smile and he laughs
5: a
4: little bit. At least we know she's okay if she's making recordings.
7: He says, pouring himself the last of the white wine we've been sharing. Yay! I am out of breath. I have no direction in life now. Victor doesn't need me. Who knows when I'll see him again? No, at least focus. Jenna is the one you were here to help. I look at the screen with the uploaded file. And then it occurs to me. Victor, how do you know she's okay? What if she was uploading her location or a a plea for help? I suggest we listen to the rest of the recordings, the ones we haven't listened to. He shrugs, takes a sip of his wine.
4: Why would we? Jenna's fine. She's clearly deciding which recordings to share and not to share. She's in charge of her own story, finally. This is going to wind up not being a big deal.
7: But how do you know?
4: Something just clicked inside my head, like a valve. Whenever I start to get scared, I get a sign she's okay, like this appearing and disappearing recording. I can relax. Signs? He doesn't believe in signs? What the hell?
7: Victor, the recording appearing and disappearing could mean someone hacked into her account. It could be the wit I mean, some perpetrator covering their tracks.
4: I can relax.
7: <sighs> Magic is afoot, I can tell. Do the witches want to keep Victor from searching too hard for Jenna? It makes so much sense, the stop-start investigation. How he'd get so worked up and concerned just to settle into a gentle laziness. I grab my jacket and tell Victor goodbye. If I'm fast enough, I can catch the last train back to the city. I'm convinced Jenna is hiding there somewhere. At least to the rescue! Damn it. I've got to get a handle on my word choices before I meet Jenna in person. Huh. I can't believe I stayed in a haunted house for so long. Time to get moving. I want to find modern-day Jenna, not the colonial variety. Oh my god. If you can hear my thoughts, colonial Jenna, I am sorry. I didn't mean to erase you in any way. I, I want you to feel seen. Okay, just, just not by me.
5: Okay, I'm gonna go now. Hey, everybody, it's Kaylin at Revel, and I want to tell you about Green Chef. With curated market items to support clean eating, Green Chef is convenient and healthy. They use fresh, organic foods, as well as 100% sustainably sourced seafood and antibiotic and hormone-free chicken. And they have vegan and keto and lots of other options for you, too. Green Chef can help you save time in the kitchen with dinners that take 30 minutes and lunches that take 10. I love Green Chef because it takes the guesswork out of eating healthy, so I can focus on other things that I really care about— like going to the park with my dog or playing music. So if you want to free up more time to do things that you love, go to greenchef.com/revel50 to get fifty percent off plus twenty percent off the next two months. That's greenchef.com/revel50 to get fifty percent off plus twenty percent off the next two months.
2: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. Grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm.
3: Log, August 6th. Leave Team Witch Bitches and make a dynamic duo with me. I won't boss you around and treat you like I'm doing you a favor all the time. Mommy Megan looked everywhere but at me as I walked beside her up and down the aisles of the grocery store.
6: I'm trying to figure out if you are really that naive
3: or if you're just crazy and dangerous like Brooke and Carmen claim. I can do magic. Megan was appalled that I would say this out loud. She looked around. There was hardly anyone in the store. It was very early. I brought you unicorn bagels, I said, holding up the paper bag with the bagels inside. They were the most Instagrammable thing in the shop. Megan scolded me for stalking her and then told me to meet her at the south side of the park in 15 minutes. I ran out of there and grabbed a table and set up what I thought would make a nice photo for her. When she got there, she didn't want to take a picture. Turns out, the south side of the park isn't the part with the pretty tables. No one, who is anyone, wants to go there. She put the bagels back in the paper bag. I can freeze these for
6: my daughter when she comes home from her dad's, so
3: thank you. I launched into my sales pitch again, but she put her hand up before I could get two sentences out.
6: I am in the battle of my life right now. My ex is trying to get full custody of my daughter, so he can have the perfect family without having to get his new wife pregnant. And he has the money to do it. To fight for continued shared custody, I need to make money. I need to be able to keep my daughter in a lifestyle comparable to what her dad can give her.
3: And you need the coven to grow your brand to make money.
6: Everything could go back to normal
3: if you would just leave us alone. Hmm. Phoebe said that too. How could it go back to normal if there's a curse on me in my book? I can't help you. I can't go away then. Megan shook her head at me and put her rose gold sunglasses on. Don't you see?
6: Brooke and Carmen will find a way to make you leave, even if they have to use Victor to make you do it.
3: I went back to the bagel shop to see if they still had any unicorn bagels. They did. I got two plus an egg bagel, and in a separate bag, I got an everything bagel. I got the butter and cream cheese on the side again. The whole time the counter guy was putting my order together, I thought more about how Victor and I are stronger together. I've been thinking about it in terms of numbers, but maybe it's something else. Maybe there's something to us being here together on Felix's property and us being in love. Then I thought again about Colonial Jenna. I wish I had the patience and the time to wait for her to come back, but I've got four witch bitches on my ass. I started looking up how to summon a spirit on my phone. By the time I had gotten back to the house and delighted Victor with the multicolored bagel... I had settled on summoning colonial Jenna by the big tree, the one I think was the hanging oak. Nothing said the summoning had to be done at night and I had already experienced seeing colonial Jenna in the day. So while Victor was smoking a joint and playing video games, I went out by the tree. Some summoning spells require candles, but I didn't want to start a brush fire. I just stood by the tree and held the intention of summoning her in my mind. I was worried I was going to get a mental hemorrhoid from concentrating so hard for so long. I even said, Colonial Jenna, let me see you, three times. It might not have worked because it didn't rhyme. I decided to try again tomorrow. Stepping away from the tree, I slipped and stumbled backwards a little bit. I thought I had tripped over one of the roots of the tree. I hadn't. It was a book. It was leather-bound, but the leather was weathered and cracked from age. You couldn't let it just float down into my hands or something? I thought as I brushed some dirt off the back of my shorts. I opened it, smiling. There were spells in there, one after the other. I took it as a sign that I'm already part of a dynamic duo.
7: Knowing I was going to miss the last train into Manhattan, I went back to the B&B. The innkeeper gave me the royal suite, which apparently means a love seat in a slightly bigger room than the rest. I don't care. It's only for one night. I slip out of my dress and wash my underwear in the sink. I'm grateful the owner has supplied toiletries. The brands may be basic, but they get the job done admirably. Sitting in this almost soft terry cloth robe, I try to think about where Jenna could have gone. If I were Jenna, where would I go? Where would I go? I I would go home. Could it be that simple? Brooklyn? I knock at the door. It's pretty late. Victor doesn't know I'm here. I put my ear up against the door because it doesn't have a peephole. I don't hear anything. With the chain attached, I open the door slightly. No one's there. A square white envelope, like an invitation, lays on the floor in front of the door. It has my name on it. Curious, I fully open the door and retrieve it. Look at that, a wax seal on the back. There's a little star in there, like on Mommy Megan's pies. There's a simple card inside the envelope. Nice stock. It reads... We thought you would learn from Jenna's mistake and leave us alone. Go back to your life in the city before there isn't one worth living. (laughs) Oh no. Things are about to get ugly.
1: Hi, and welcome back. I'm Rhoda Bayessa, a producer here at Realm, and I'm here again with Pia Wilson, the writer of If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. Let's get into Episode 7. Jenna uses the book that CJ Colonial Jenna gave her. Um, like you know, it, it arrives at the Hanging Oak,
0: right?
1: And um, I love this like kind of magic montage that, uh, that 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 you write in, where she's just like, "Oh, like I cast a spell to get a dozen roses, and then like Victor gave her some like like lilies, or no, not lilies, but like pop, whatever he picked, My right? Pop- you know what I mean? Pansies like wildflowers that Danny he picked, Lewis. or yeah." Yeah, 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 and I mean, it's just like it's a, it's such a funny like version of a magic montage because it's broke as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like she, <laughs> she she's like, oh, I want to get rich, and then like she, she, well, I mean, wrong. You know, she's just starting, right? Right. But it's like she's like, I want to get rich or whatever lofty uh, kind of non-specific thing she says about like accumulating wealth, and then gets like refunded an overdraft charge. <laughs> <laughs> And, it's, and like, I mean, why I appreciate like why I appreciate that scene so much, even though it was like kind of you know written for laughs and a bunch of other reasons. It's like there is this idea of like everyday magic, you know right. what I mean? And, and gratitude. Like once you separate the kind of woo from it, or like you know the the way it's it's been like co opted by like kind of rich white women being right. being grateful oh for God. their rich things, you know? What I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like, like, when you separate that from it, you're just like, yeah, that's that's a gift that I have for more dollars or that somebody, like, picked flowers for it. That's lovely, right. actually. That's so wonderful. Right. right? Like,
0: and, like, I imagine somebody I would be scene. like, I can buy diapers for my baby. That's, like, their magical spell, right? <laughs> it's fantastic, yeah. Like, sometimes, you know, like, I started following these... um wellness um, magic people on Instagram like they're more crystals and herbs and like beige tones and like light browns and like little hand drawn like little cartoons that you can get on Canva whatever you know like that's every post right and it's like I have a retreat (laughs) in Bali and it's only going to cost you like $10,000 and I'm like bitch who you think you are? Who are you talking to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the
1: pictures that are uh, kind of advertising it on Instagram is going to be these, like, very skinny people with right. smooth skin. Do you know what I mean? And they're, like,
0: doing, like, the... And they're, like, the stay, like, you know, I mean? It's so green. And the, it's yeah, always no, wicker like, furniture. Like just super... Yeah,
1: super slick. The whole thing, right? The whole it's, thing. It's, uh... And you know they shot it
0: like 20 <laughs> times even though they're trying to pretend like they're being casual. <laughs> and you know that that same person when they go into Starbucks is giving the baristas hell. I want to have cow ca- <sighs> um, That milk, makes me sad. Have <laughs> <oat> milk. <laughs> Do you, don't put their – you know, like that is like the <laughs> – <laughs> the like the what do you call it? The cognitive dissonance that these people generate. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. where spirituality yeah. is a front, it's like a business model. Right? Yeah. And to me that yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's uh yeah, that kind of uh that parasocial relationship is a drug for sure. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with me, Pia. Uh, This has been a really, really great conversation, and I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Ravel, everyone, and we'll see you next time. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it with friends. You can listen ad-free by joining Realm Unlimited at realm.fm or Realm Plus on Apple Podcasts. You can also find more shows like this one by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
2: or at realm.fm. Revel is produced by Nicole Kreuter and Kaylin West. Associate produced by Devin Shepard. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Audio editing by Kaylin West and Sam Bagala. Theme music by Hashem Asadolahi, featuring performances by Hashem Asadolahi, Josiah Lam, Alan Ferber, and Mike Forzano. Theme music mixed by Justin Morel. Cover art by Jenny Cheng. This season of Revel is hosted by Rhoda Beeza and Pia Wilson. You're listening to Revel. If I go missing, the witches did it. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away.
4: That's not just any egg cream. That's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It is a Realm original production, created and written by Pia Wilson. Produced by Rhoda Belleza and Haley Wagreich. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Directed by Amanda Rose Smith and Kaylin West. Starring Gabaret Sidibe, Sarah Nadecheny, Aaron Landon, Len Klingaman, Tony D, Alba Ponce de Leon, Tiana Camacho, Jordan Bielski, Eli Gonzalez, and Andrew Lee. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Fred Greenhalgh. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Theme music by Hashem Asadolahi and Andrew Rowan. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in Charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi.